Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another black mark for the Canadian Armed Forces. They're piling up, aren't they? The military officer who led Canada's COVID-19 vaccine distribution campaign officially charged this past Wednesday with one count of sexual assaults. The alleged incident dates back to 1988. Major General Danny Fortin says prosecutors have left him in the dark about the accusations that he faces. For the past three months, my family and I have been living this nightmare of not knowing. Not knowing the nature of the allegation, not knowing the status of the investigation, not knowing whether or not I'd be charged. My legal team has repeatedly, repeatedly contacted prosecutors to seek any information with no success. And Fortin had explosive comments as well, believing his removal from the job for Health Canada as the head of Canada's COVID-19 vaccine rollout program was politically motivated. As the acting chief of defense staff told me, confirmed in his personal notes, the decision to remove me was a result of a political calculus. Fortin was abruptly removed from his post at the Public Health Agency of Canada in May. Charlotte Duval-Antoine is Ottawa Operations Manager and a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, and she joins us now. Charlotte, hello. Hello, Charlotte, are you with us? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. How are you Sorry today? Sorry about that. Good, that, yourself? I'm not too bad. What do you make of the latest developments involving Major General Danny Fortin? Uh, what what really interests me is the fact that he was charged uh, for an alleged behavior that happened over 30 years ago. Uh, it is not common. So just the fact that this happened can can give a hint about how serious the allegations are. In saying that, uh, you know, even after being charged with sexual assault, um, Major General Denny Fortin remains in, in the dark about the details of the allegations. Um, is it odd that few details have been released? To be honest with you, I, I am not sure. I'm not a specialist on, on the justice system, but some of his grievances give me pause, but some of, some others don't. So the fact that he doesn't give, uh, doesn't know much details about what he may have done to the, to discharge kind of gives me pause and and kind of makes me a little bit more um, empathetic to his claims of not being granted fully due process. That being said, the fact that he argues that he's being denied due process because he doesn't know much about the status of the investigation. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that he's being mistreated on this front because usually victims don't know the status of the investigation. They tend to be notified when charges are laid, when are the next dates for um, for arraignment and then trial, but usually they stay as much in the dark as, uh, as the accused. That's a good point. Uh, Fortin also says that he believes he's a victim of political calculus and suggested that he was pushed out of his job to deflect criticism of the government's handling of past sexual misconduct incidents in the Canadian Armed Forces. What do you make of his statement? I think it's a little bit too narrow of a way to approach it. Yes, there was a political calculus, but his position was political as well. He was the head of of the vaccine rollout. He 
was speaking to Canadians on the daily about the progress of the vaccine rollout. And I think that what is missing from the discussion is the fact that as a public figure, he needed the trust of all service of not only service members under his command, but also all Canadians at a time where the vaccine is, let's say, not 100% supported by everyone. And if you have um, questioned legitimacy of the leader of that rollout, then you're better off putting that person on the side. So that political, this may have been a political calculus, but it, it doesn't mean that it was not warranted. And it also goes without saying that, you know, if the uh, higher ups in the federal government knew this charge was coming, would they not want to relieve uh, Mr. Fortan of his duties, knowing that it is a high profile position within the government? Well, the thing is that, like, I, we, we the government knew that there was an investigation. They, they didn't know if there was to be any charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew when they removed him from his position, they they knew that there would be a transfer from the CFNIS or military police to civilian police in Quebec. Um, but that being said, they didn't know about the charges. Then about firing um, or removing Fortin entirely from the Canadian Armed Forces, I think that it is a little bit too extreme because we still operating on a presumption of innocence. So until Fortin is proven guilty in one uh, option to, to this path that we're, we're at right now, if he's proven guilty, then yes, discharge from the military is warranted. But right now he's still presumed innocent. So remove him, him from the military altogether is problematic. We're speaking with Charlotte Duval-Lantois, Ottawa Operations Manager and a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. You're listening to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rick in for Roy today. 2021-2020 hasn't been a very good year for the image of the Canadian Armed Forces. A former Chief of Defence Staff General Jonathan Vance uh, facing a charge of obstruction of justice related to an ongoing investigation into allegations of sexual misconduct. His replacement, Admiral Art MacDonald, has been placed on administrative leave following an investigation into separate sexual misconduct allegations which ended without charges. Is the military beyond a crisis point at this point? I, I don't think so. Also, I would push back against the the label of crisis because it would mean that there was no issue in the military prior to the revelation around Jonathan Vance and Art McDonald that came out in February and March 2021. This has been sexual misconduct in the military, has gone through cycles of appearing in the media since I, 1985 and then most notably in 1998 and then 2014-2015. So I don't think they're past that point where they need to do something. Culture change is needed and it was needed 30 years ago. And and so, no, we're not past that point. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done and there is a lot of self-reflection required not only from senior leaders but also from um from the government itself in terms of how do we how do we handle this issue i agree that a culture shift is definitely needed within the armed forces i guess the question is where does it start how does it happen and and to just say hey just change the person at the top i mean they tried that and it and it kind of blew up in their face no removing the changing the person at the top is not not really the tool because 
if we do that, we're just assuming that this is a bad apple issue and not a systemic one. And it is a systemic issue. Um, I think that the simplest and most immediate thing that we can do is changing the evaluation system in the military. Usually when you promote someone, uh, you don't have input from subordinates. And because the military rewards absolute outcomes, instead of looking at the process and how teams are doing under the leadership of a person, you can end up with people who are toxic to their subordinates and toxic to the organization writ large that end up being promoted. And because other service members see that kind of behavior not being punished, they're incentivized to to pursue a similar behavior. And just starting to change that and include the input of subordinates, include the the input of people in uh, lower positions of power in the military can go a long way into changing the behaviors of people uh, within the ranks. Last question for you. When the allegations first surfaced, uh, Major General Danny Fortin said uh, his career is over. Do you agree? I I tend to think so uh, because, you know, there's no... Unfortunately, there's no smoke without fire, and uh, and so these accusations also lead to questions around his behavior throughout his 30 years of career, and so trust and legitimacy uh, have been broken. So I I wouldn't be surprised that Danny Fontaine will end up leaving the military in like while the trial is underway or after the outcome of the trial, um, then the question would be, would he be honorably discharged or dishonorably discharged? If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.